This is exactly right. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, boo. It's me, Roz. I am feeling so Halloween-y, and I have got a great listener phone call extravaganza for you on this October day. Also, I want to tell you that I do have a couple of tickets left for my October live show in LA that is on October 29th. The ticket link is in the description of this episode, so go snatch it up while they're still there, because I don't want to hear about it in a couple of weeks when you're like, wait a minute, so make sure you go get them now. Also, go to patreon.com slash for some weekly content. This week, I have a little video talking about my experience as a child clown and why I love clowns, and it, it's like almost sad at times, my story I have to tell, but I, I've chosen to turn it around and make it a positive thing, and so I hope you enjoy that little story time from me. And speaking of story times, the bonus clip this week 
Oh my God. We've got Brie talking more about the place where she works in San Francisco, the Presidio and the ghosts around there. And Charissa is a scientist and she has got stories about working in a haunted laboratory. I mean, that sounds like the monster mash or something, but those stories are good. So check that out on my second tier, patreon.com slash rosdresfeles. All right, we've got a lot coming at you, so let's just get into it. Here is this month's listener phone call extravaganza, the 23rd one ever. On with the show. Casey in Portland, Oregon. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good, Roz. Even better because I'm talking to you. Ah, I'm honored. You know, I love Portland. And I also, I mean, I just talked to the Unsettling Toys crew. And um, there's some creepy, there's some creepy stuff. And there's some weirdos in Portland. And that's why I love it so much. (laughs) That's why I came here. Well, you hit me up about a haunted lingerie store, and I'm obsessed. Can we just hear this story? Yes. Uh, So this happened in San Diego in the early 2000s. I was working in a lingerie store that will not be named, and everything seemed totally normal, as it always does in these stories. And I had been there for a very short period of time. I was one of the managers. So I would come into the store early in the morning to do scheduling or, you know, different stuff in the office. And I noticed that while I would be in there, I would always hear the sound of hangers moving, like on the racks. Mm -hmm. And every time I would wonder, like, oh, my gosh, did somebody come into the store? So I'd always go check. The door would be locked. And it got to the point where it was happening so frequently that I was even checking you know, are the air conditioning vents on? Is the escalator on? Like, what is making these hangers make this noise? It bugged me. Um, But, you know, I would go check every time and there would be no reason for it. So I would go back to work. That happened, you know, for like a month or so. And then I started hearing the sound of people running through the store when nobody was in it. I hate a running ghost. I I do. There's no need for them to be fast. No. First of all, float. Okay. That's the whole point of being a ghost. You know, that's one of the perks. Float as fast as you want. Don't be running. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to experience it. Wait. So at this point, when you're starting to hear these things, was there any chitter chatter with your coworkers about it being haunted? Not yet. No, we did get there. But at this point, I didn't think it was anything paranormal. Um, I wasn't, you know, a non-believer, but I was, I was skeptical. And also it's a mall. Like it's the least haunted or atmospheric feeling place I could imagine. Right. Like, have you ever been in a mall when no one's there? Oh, plenty of times. And it's, it's terrifying. Yes. But also I, so the side note, I keep thinking about malls because malls sadly are kind of going away and what are we going to do with these big abandoned there's actually a couple of accounts uh, i don't know if it's like instagram accounts or i don't know i've seen online um of like abandoned malls and it's like so creepy to see like a an old auntie Anne's Mm kind of decaying and there's just going to be so much more of that there will be mall ghosts for sure I hope they don't run like this one did because I hated it. <laughs> Maybe it was a mall walker. <gasps> oh. 
Did it wait? Was it accompanied by like the whick, whick, whick of like a tracksuit or like you know one of the, like a windbreaker? No, no. It honestly sounded like um, like a kid running, like small but heavy footprints. I hate that footsteps. And it would the store was you know pretty open, but when it got to the back, there was a big L shaped hallway where the dressing rooms were. And, you know, in the middle of the L was my, was the office and it was closed by a keypad door. So I would be in there hearing up and down the fitting room hallway, like running, 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 go and look, nobody's there. And I would hear the hangers. So then the next thing that started happening was the light bulbs. So this was a very well-lit store and we had track lighting and the light bulbs that were up there were supposed to last allegedly like a year or more. And everybody started noticing, like they were burning out, honestly, a couple times a week. And uh, we would be up there and changing them. And it got to the point where I actually had six different people come out. I had the property manager, I had the electric company, I had a couple of different repair people just to come out and see if there was damage because the lights should not have been doing this. And they found no damage. They replaced part of it just to, you know, make sure that it was fine. And even after all of that, we just ended up having to order a ton of light bulbs because they were constantly burning out. So Mm -hmm. this was around the time where we were getting ready for holiday, which was a big deal in retail. And at this point had been promoted to our manager. So I was getting together the the meeting for pre-holiday. You know, all, all six of us, all the employees are in the store and somebody mentions the ghost. And I was like, what? (gasps) And they start talking. I had never seen, and throughout the course of my story, I will never see anything. But my employees started talking and they had seen a guy who would be in the store. They would go to greet him and he would be gone. And they jokingly started calling him Harry. Um, And then we all started sort of sharing experiences. And as it turned out, everybody was having them. Um, And this was the point where things really started to escalate. You know, you hear, oh, you acknowledge it, you pay attention to it, you feed it energy, and it gets worse. And in my experience, at least, I can say that was absolutely true. Um, So we would still have, you know, the hangers, the sounds of running, the lights burning out. And then what started to happen was uh, we would hear this disembodied, completely genderless voice say things like, hey, or ma'am. Like things a customer would say to get our attention and we'd look and there'd be no one there. Uh, And it happened, you know, pretty regularly, like enough that we would joke about it. Uh, That I did hear. Um, So that and then the next sort of big escalation that happened was things would start disappearing. So we had a cash wrap in the middle of the store and we would have things on it like pens and, you know, our daily log and like, things that we didn't move around the store and uh, we would find them placed in really weird places around the store, like in back stock drawers, in a locked fitting room. Um, We would look at our cameras because I would, I was like this, somebody has to be moving this. Like somebody is fucking with me or, you know, customers doing this and uh, we wouldn't catch it. Mm. (laughs) Um, So one of my employees at this point said, I would like to do a clearing in the store. I would like to burn some sage and just see like there's a lot of of people coming through the mall. Maybe there's somebody brought something nasty. 
And I was like, sure, let's, you know, let's go for it. So we did it one night after closing. She, we, (laughs) we avoided the smoke detectors as much as possible by having fans blow. And uh, she staged the store and said, you know, whatever is here, we need you to go. And whatever was there obviously didn't like the sage because it did not leave. Ah. It got worse. Now, hang on. Okay, so this to me sounds like what we call in the biz an intelligent haunting. You know, it's it certainly seems to re- have re- reactions and emotions and can, you know, interact with you. So this... So do we think that there was more than one spirit or is it, do you think it was all just hairy at this point? Well, I, so here's what I think. I think that there were three different, I don't know if I want to call them spirits because I don't know what they were. I will just say like three different feel like presences. Mm -hmm. One was a very like motion based thing. That's where we would hear the running, the hangers. Um, And that one really only happened in the mornings. The second one was, also the same spot where I'm pretty sure my, my employees said Harry appeared. It was this back corner of the store and it was also absolutely freezing back there. There was no air conditioning vent. This is San Diego. It is not a cold place. Mm-hmm. Um, and this back corner of the store was always freezing. Customers would even comment like, can you turn the air off? And there was nothing there. So that to me, like that, that was where Harry appeared. There was some coldness there. And then the third thing, which is, what started to enter at this time, I don't know if it was intelligent. All I know is that it, it to this day, I'm now a 40-year-old woman, was one of the scariest things I've ever felt. And <gasps> it um, Foreshadowing. I know. I, I feel kind of silly saying this because all these stories, you know, have so much similarity. But I just want to express, like, at this time, we didn't think it was bad. We just thought, like, something just feels kind of stuck here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it it just felt like there's something repetitive and a, um, I don't know, but I'm just thinking about like this. I, the thing that I keep thinking is the, the Harry, like the customer that's like, excuse me. And then disappears. Like, that's so, I want to know more about that. I want to know like what, the world is like for that that presence you know does it realize that it's in a lingerie store right is he just like why are all these women taking their shirts off what is going on there's so many pairs of underwear in here i'm so confused yeah okay okay okay. so it starts getting spooky let's hear it let's hear it so after she did the clearing um we started to have a couple of things happen at the same time we would have these fixtures and i'm not going to let bore you by explaining it but these fixtures lock into the wall in a very specific way so that they don't fall off and like create liability. And then the laundry company gets sued. They could hold up to like 200 pounds and you had to go through a series of motions to get them to lock into the wall. These things started popping off the wall. There was no water damage. The walls weren't flooding again, not a cold place where like the building swells and um, you know, shrinks like there's nothing happening. And then we we started to get complaints from customers about feeling watched. And one of the ones that stands out was I was standing at the cash register with one of my employees and there was a woman shopping with her boyfriend. He was probably like three feet away from her. There's nobody else in the store. 
and she's browsing. He's standing more back by us talking about ordering something. And I see her like swing her hand behind her, like to hit somebody. And she goes, stop it. And she turns around and she looks very alarmed. And she goes, who was just touching me? (laughs) (laughs) And there was nobody touching her. So then the next big thing that happened was, um, I was alone in the store with just one other employee. We had just opened and we had received our shipment and I was going into the back room to process it. So in order to get back there, you had to put a code in the door and it beeped really loudly. Like you could hear it all through the store. My employee is helping a customer. I go back into the stock room. There are probably 20 boxes. I stop to use the restroom before I put them away. I go in, do my business. When I go to open the door, it won't open. And I'm not talking like it's locked. I'm talking like I can't push the door open. And I'm pushing, pushing, pushing. Finally, I push it open and all of the shipment boxes were in front of the door. No. Yes. We didn't have a camera in our back room. And that day I ordered one. I was like, listen, (laughs) um, I told my manager, you know, I think somebody might be coming back here. I just want to double check when really I'm like, this shit's haunted and I want to see what's happening. Yeah. So these boxes are in front of the door. The door never beeped. I was terrified. I ran out back onto the floor. My my employee is still helping the same guy. And I was like, hey, did anybody come back? And she looks at me like, are you dumb? Like, no. I go back into the stock room and I said, so whatever's here, you're here. I'm here. I have to be here. I don't want you to scare me anymore. Cause you know, you want to like empower yourself and own the space and do all Mm -hmm. those things. And that didn't work. Um, everything continued to happen. And at that point, my employees were like, can we hire a paranormal (laughs) to come out here? I'm not going to say their name because they did nothing wrong. They were just kind of ineffective and weird. But we hired a local paranormal group. We told them what was going on and uh, they came out. They didn't find anything. They, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to speak badly of them because I'm sure that they did some great stuff, but I don't think they believed us and I get it. It's like, you know, six, seven women in their early twenties in a lingerie store. Like it's such a weird story. But all of us were very sincere. Our stories to this day, like, still line up. And they did some EVPs. Nothing really happened. But let me tell you this. If if we had thought that the saging and me talking to whatever was in that store pissed it off, it was nothing compared to how it escalated. Oh, my God. Okay. So this is, like, okay, the last okay. chapter of this story. I'm sorry. I'm this is truly like long. a book. This is amazing. I'm so okay, sorry. Okay. <laughs> What are you kidding um, me? This is what we live for. So this was this was what led me um, to quit. So we now had customers noticing things. We had the lights burning out. We had the sound of hangers. We had running. All of these things. One night, we're all in the store doing inventory. And for anybody who hasn't worked retail, inventory is dreaded. You stay until like three in the morning scanning every single thing in the store and it sucks. Um, we were in the back of this hallway where the the dressing rooms were. And the very back of the hallway was an emergency exit door. None of us have gone through it. We all assumed it went to the parking lot. But it's late at night, so all of the alarms are turned off. And one of my coworkers like bent over or tripped or something and fell into the exit door and opened it. And it was a room. 
Um, it was not included in the blueprint of the store or in our square footage, which I had to know about because as the store manager, you have to know those things. And it was full of like fixtures and this really weird smell. Um, yeah, it was a dark room. It was, you know, not, not super big, like maybe the size of, you know, like a, an average, like public restroom sort of size. It had a closet, it had a bunch of old fixtures that nobody had been in this room in ages. It was covered in dust. Um, what kind of smell are we talking? I, I have smelled a dead body before and it was the same smell. (gasps) Um, at that time I was like, you know, it's mice. It's probably just a mouse. It's a mouse, right? There's a dead mouse in here. We'll get some, it's fine. Look, we have all this extra storage space. Um, a couple of days later, after we found this room, I was alone in the store first thing in the morning and doing my paperwork. I hear the hangers. I go out to look, nothing's there. As I'm walking back, I notice in the hallway with the fitting rooms, the middle one's light had burnt out. And in these dressing rooms, the lights had like these, you know, meant to look vintage, fancy glass globes over them. So I grab a light bulb. I unscrew the globe and I hear a voice in my ear go, (gasps) like that noise you make when you're worried someone's going to drop something. Oh, no. And I start shaking. I change the light bulb. I put the globe back on. As I step out of the fitting room, the door to it slams shut so hard that the hinges broke. Wow. At that same time, there was at the end of the fitting room hallway, like a supply closet. I hear things and it crash and I run out of the store. As I do so, the woman who managed the store next to me runs out of her store. (gasps) And she looks at me and she goes, what happened? And I was like, what do you mean? What happened to you? And she goes, I I heard this huge crash. I thought there was an earthquake. And I have my back to my store and she's facing me. And I see her face, that old cliche, like it looked like the blood drained from her face, but she really was just like, oh my God. And she points, which if you're ever facing somebody, don't point to what's behind them. Oh, I know. I turn around and um, one of the bra towers we had, they're shaped like an X, like four arms. And they have these magneted signs on top. And in order to get these things on there, it's like an act of God to get them on and off. <laughs> this sign is going back and forth like a flag in the wind. Back and completely back and forth. I sat my ass on that mall bench and I did not move until my next employee came in and I quit the next day. I was done. Uh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> So did you keep in touch with the people that work there? I did. And all of them quit pretty soon after. Um, I actually ended up going to work in another store in the same mall. And that store was fine. Nothing nothing ever happened there. I, I tried to do research. There was no history on the property. It was not like built over graves. There, you know, it, it had been built in the 70s. Like there's nothing. Um never found out anything. So it's kind of an unsatisfying conclusion. As far as I know, the activity continued after I left. I don't know what happened after the people I knew stopped working there. I just, I truly wanted to put it out of my mind because I was sort of gaslighting myself saying, you made all this up. You're crazy. This didn't happen. It's just Mm -hmm. a store. But you know, the more distance I got from it, it did happen. And I did everything possible to try and find reasonable explanations and solutions for it. And there never were, there there never were any. Yeah. Well, it's like whoever will work in that 
building after you it sounds like it's something you can't avoid. Like it's, it's, it seems like there's so much activity that it's like someone would have had to do something about it. You would think. Well, I hope, I mean, I hope that it, that it stopped. I don't want anybody to have to deal with that in their place of business. It, uh, it was a nice place to work. It was a nice company to work for. Um, nobody should have to be harassed by customers living or dead in their place of business. And, you know, I hope genuinely that it was just, I don't know how any of this works, but if it was just a collection of our energy, we rubbed the, the other side of the veil the wrong way, um, you know, whatever it was, I hope it stopped after we left. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is a great story, Casey. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Now I'm trying to think of like what we need to call this story. The, um, there's gotta be a good pot uh, put the, the booze and boobs i don't know oh the booze and boobs yeah boobs the case of the case of the spooky boobs <laughs> the the double d demon from the other side <laughs> if you're like me you're always looking for a story to dive into Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. I've been ghosted too. Hello, Bree in California. How are you? Hi, Raz. I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. I was reading this email. You work at a haunted museum. Yes, I I work at the Walt Disney Family Museum. It's in the Presidio, which is just like hella haunted. Um, you know, where's old, the Presidio? Like, it's uh, the Presidio in San Francisco. So it's like right by the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, it's a national park now, but it used to be like in Civil War times, like old 1800s. And there's even like some Spanish army uh, stuff that was based there in like the 1700s. So has a lot of history. Oh wow. Okay, so this museum, the Walt Disney Family Museum, it's not, is it haunted by 
The Disney's? No, definitely not. There's no, uh, you know, Walt Disney's Frozen Head. That's not there. He, he was cremated, so and that's out in L.A. Um, so no. Is Walt that what Disney people is. think? They think it's there. <laughs> uh, we get a lot of questions about, yeah, about that. There's like some chairs. People are like, "Is that is that a coffin?" And it's like, no, it's it's just a chair for you to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I I feel like people also think that at Disneyland, Walt Disney is frozen somewhere in there, and. Yeah, it's one uh, of those prevailing myths, but no, no haunted Walt Disney walking around. Um, my my vibe is that it's definitely some old like Civil War people who are just really enjoying um, having a Walt Disney Museum, you know, where they used to live. Okay, well, I mean, people, I've heard people tell me that Disneyland. I mean, I a thousand percent can see Disneyland being haunted. Oh but yeah. I've heard a lot One, of stories. <laughs> yeah, I've heard so many stories. And it's like, just imagine all the people that it could that could be haunting that place. Even if there's like a theory of that was my favorite place and now I'm dead and like now I want to go to my favorite happy place, the happiest place on earth. Maybe that's a thing too. So if that's a, if that's a thing that happens, there's probably so many ghosts. But I've also heard people say like, security footage has caught Walt Disney walking around the park <laughs> at night. Like, I don't know. Maybe Walt Disney is there. Who, who knows? Who knows? But I know a lot of people, um, they had to like create some special technology for the Haunted Mansion because so many people were pouring ashes in the run. Yes. <laughs> and that became like, you know, a huge problem, obviously. So uh, yeah, there's probably some some ghosts who, who just love taking a good ride in Disneyland. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure. Okay, so no Disney ghosts at the museum, but it is a haunted museum. So so what's going on with that? Yeah, so um, there's definitely, like, all of the employees there who've been there for, like, you know, oh, 10 years or so, um, everyone kind of has a story. Um, but most recently, I, we just have a lot of interactives, and we get a lot of activity, like weird activity in elevators and all of that. Um, but most recently with one of our, one of our employees, um, was walking through our galleries and there's this thing called a moviola and it's an interactive, um, it's not super technical. There's just like a screen and there's like a little wheel and you can spin the wheel and it slips through the different phases of animation for Snow White. Um, and so if you get the wheel spinning really quickly, it'll just like keep going. Um, and kind of do that slow roll, but it's not like mechanical. So there's not like a, you know, something mechanic on the inside that will like stop it or make it go or anything like that. And so one of my coworkers was walking through the galleries and was in this gallery and saw the wheel just like spinning out of control. Um, and there was nobody around. And so he got his phone out. We actually had video um, and he started videotaping it and the wheel is just going crazy and then he walks up to it and without touching it, the wheel just stops. Um, like somebody oh. just like held it. <laughs> and, and like in the video, it totally looks like like somebody really just stopped it. And having played with it, it's like it doesn't just stop like that on its own. Yeah. Um, so he just was like, well, this is kind of weird, but I'm just assuming this is a prank. Like someone came, you know, and spanned the wheel and like ran off um, like a coworker. And so he actually went down to our security office. And cause they have the videotapes and all of that. And he was like, look, let's play this back. Like, I really just want to know like what, what happened here. Um, and sure enough, you could see on the security footage, uh, exactly that, that it just started spinning just out of nowhere. Um, and then it just stopped. <laughs> so kind of had everyone, um, a little creeped out, but 
it's like, okay, it's not, it's a fun ghost. Someone who like really enjoys animation. So. <laughs> well, that's good. At least it's a fun ghost. But when you say an elevator, like, mm-hmm. well, speaking of Disney, it makes me think of the Tower of Terror, oh, which yeah. is one of the scariest things I've ever done in my entire life. But uh, that's the thought of being trapped in an elevator with a ghost <laughs> is, I can't think of a scarier thing. So what, what are you talking about? What happens in an elevator? So we have this one elevator and this, like we've had elevator technicians come. They can't figure out what is going on here. Um, and like our facilities team, no one can figure out what's happening. So this is a little unexplained, but in one of our elevators, it only goes up one floor. Um, it's like a guest elevator for the museum. And um, like right after the museum closes, it would always be like, late after like five o'clock it would start having these weird things happen um so it was a conscientious ghost that's that's what i'm i'm calling it um, <laughs> i didn't want to ruin the guest experience um but the um you would press the button and the doors would start like open really slowly as it, like it kind of looked like they're being like pulled apart almost and then they'd slam shut um do some sort of like like it would kind of do a variation of that um over and over <laughs> and then the shaking would begin um, and I have like multiple videos of this cause it's just like so bizarre. Um, but the, the doors start making this like clamoring sound, like, but it's, they're being pushed. <laughs> so, um, in the videos, like you can see, and the people who are standing by were like, the, the doors are being pushed forward and backwards. Um, and there's not a, there's not a thing in the elevator functions to do that. Like they go, um, you know, back and forth. They, they shouldn't, you know, one way like how a regular elevator goes, like they shouldn't be going the opposite way. So it definitely like, and, and, and it's not a rhythmic, it, it just wasn't a rhythmic sound. Like it was catching like a machine, you know, like it would yeah. be like, you know, in a cycle. And so it would be like, boom, 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 boom. You know, it just wasn't, it wasn't consistent. So it really sounded like someone is like pushing on the doors and just having a fun time. Yeah. <laughs> and this happens all the time. And they just cannot figure out. It's always different times, but always in the evening. Um, and it's, yeah, it's always just like pushing back and forth. That sounds kind of violent, but it's like <laughs> someone's just like kind of having a good time in there. <laughs> so are all the ghosts like nice? Yeah, I think all the ghosts are nice. We do have like a prankster ghost um, that is consistently tripping people. <laughs> so in our, like um, on our top floor where only staff is allowed, there's just this one spot where almost every single person that's worked at the museum has gotten tripped in this particular spot. Um, and it feels like, like I've gotten tripped there and it just feels like there's a brick in front of my foot. Like I didn't trip over my feet. There's like in the buildings made of brick. So I don't know if maybe that's a, a tie in, but, um, but yeah, it's like, I'm tripping over a brick and it's in front of a conference room that has like a glass wall. So you can see when people trip and we always like <laughs> to ask like, so, uh, did you trip over your own feet? Um, you're feeling a little clumsy today and they're like I don't know what happened and um, usually we're like okay so here's the down low like there's a ghost that really likes to trip people in this one particular spot like there's nothing wrong with the ground I don't I don't know what, yeah. how to explain that that is so weird yeah oh. so it's just one of those things where I mean at least they're friendly nothing nothing too crazy we have a ghost that will um like to likes to turn on our theater and in the middle of the night and scare poor security guards. Um, and in that, that one is like, again, it's like the theater will just randomly turn on. There's not one button to like turn on a movie. Um, like our theater is like, you know, the curtains come out, the 
and you have to press the button to get the screen to go down. I've talked to our AV people about this a lot because I was like, so what's the deal here? Like, why, how could this feasibly happen? Like with technology, like, you know, is it really, I, you know, I don't always want to jump to a conclusion that it's a ghost, um, you know, try to find, you know, find a reasonable thing and they, you know, they couldn't figure it out either. Um, how movies were getting played in the middle of the night. Yeah. Wait, so <laughs> has anybody ever seen anybody or is it more this kind of prankster poltergeisty kind of stuff? Yeah. No one has ever seen like a figure or anything like that. And, um, you know, that's, yeah, they're apparently in the Presidio. There is a, um, kind of a famous figure. It's like a a woman in a black, like Spanish dress, um, that has been seen a lot walking around. They actually had a ghost hunters episode all about her, um, a while back. But, uh, so I've heard people who see, see her around just the Presidio in general, but nobody in the museum, um, has actually seen kind of a figure or anything like that. Audrey in yes. Fresno area. How are you? I'm good. Really good. It's actually a beautiful so, fall day today, so I'm much better now. Oh, I know. It's starting to feel like Halloween time, and I absolutely love it. I, um, I was reading this story you sent me, which involved your daughter, and mm-hmm. your daughter is with us as well. Hi. Yeah, hi, Colleen. <laughs> Say hi. Hi. <laughs> hi. Uh, so, okay, let's hear this story because I found it pretty spooky. Crazy, right? Okay, so this was back in 2012. I had just had a baby. Um, I think he was about six months old at this time. So, July, October. So, it was probably any, anywhere between October, November 2012. And the way I had it set up in my apartment. We had a very small apartment and like the living room, dining room and kitchen all were in the same room. And then on the opposite side of the apartment was like a Jack and Jill bathroom with bedrooms on each side. And my kids shared a room, Jolene and my baby Liam. And then we were in obviously the opposite bedroom and I had baby monitors in both rooms. And Jolene had been telling us for a while that she has this little blue boy friend and that he was really nice and they would play together and I would hear her talking in her room and be like, who are you talking to? Oh, it's little blue boy. Or she'll be looking at the closet, two and a half years old talking. And I'm like, who are you talking to? And it's little blue boy. And so me and my family just summed it up as she's excited for having a little brother or, you know, kids are a little imaginative. So I thought maybe that's all that was. Well, this particular night um, we were in bed I had just gotten my son to really start sleeping throughout the night. So I don't know if you've ever been around little babies, but if you wake them, moms will just kill you. Like, don't wake the baby, whatever you do. (laughs) So it was like 830 at night. We're all laying down and I can hear on the baby monitor, the crib like rocking. Like I hear like, and I'm listening, getting ready to go get on to my daughter, thinking she's messing with the baby. But I keep listening and I hear Jolene over the monitor, like, go, shh, he's sleepy, stop it. I'm like, what the heck? Who is she talking to? And so I wake my ex, I'm like, listen to this, listen, 
she's like talking to somebody. And then you hear the crib start shaking again. What's going on? And you hear Jolene like, seriously, stop it. Leave them alone. Like it's like, leave them alone. And so we're listening and we're listening and it keeps happening. This crib keeps like shaking. And then um, she's telling it to stop, keep shaking. And I'm getting nervous now, like, oh my God, is there somebody else in the room? Or, you know, what the heck is it? I just really didn't know what to think. And then really, really faintly, you hear, hey, wake up. And I'm like, no. what the hell is that? So then I jump up, like literally the hair on the back of my neck was standing up. I run in the room, I flick the light on. At this point, my son is still perfectly sleeping. And Jolene looks at me really startled because she thinks she's getting in trouble. And I'm like, who are you talking to? What? Who was that? And she's like, oh, it's little blue boy. And like, like gesturing towards the closet. And I'm like, little, little blue boy, like he's in here now. And she's like gesturing towards the closet. So my ex goes and looks through the closet and I'm like talking to her like, who? Well, who's this little blue, blue, little blue boy? And she's like, you know, like the same little blue boy that I've been playing with forever now. That's this kid. So then at that point, because my ex is always like, oh, you guys are being dramatic or whatever, whatever. But there was just something how descriptive she was about this little blue boy or how much she was playing with this little blue boy that I just knew something about her story. There was some authenticity to it that I just knew something was real. It wasn't more than than just being imaginative. Well, and, and hearing so, that voice. That's yeah, like, like hey, wake up. Like, it was so <laughs> quiet, but hey, wake up. Just like that. Like, that is what? from a horror movie. I'm <laughs> sorry. But, like, over a baby monitor hearing, like, somebody in your child's room. Yes. And not to mention, it's like Jack and Jill. Like, I should be able to hear. And obviously, I have the monitors. But I should be able to hear if someone's coming in or whatever. Because they're, they're right there. We're but, also right next to the front door, too. Right. So, <laughs> so that is another thing, too. It just sounded like, oh, my God, either someone's coming in or... I don't know. I, I just didn't go straight to ghosts. That really wasn't my first thought until we got in the room and nobody was there. There was nothing in the closet. She just looked at me like, uh, hey, sorry, sorry we woke you. It's me and my friend playing. <laughs> Jolene, oh do you have any any recollection or like, do you remember Blue Boy? Not really. Not really at all. <laughs> no? Oh. No. Yeah, we have a lot more stories, too. Like this okay, let's hear it. Let's hear it. So in the four years that we lived there, this was probably within the... That was the first year we lived there, within that first year. And um, after that happened, it was like it was like they knew we knew. And everything just kind of started getting more crazier. And, like, uh, I had friends that would come over, get their hair pulled while we're sitting on the couch. And it wasn't like they would get a fist full and pull your head back. It was like, it, it was like they pinch with just their fingers and just slightly pull. So it was almost like you you touch the back of your head, kind of turn around, look around. Like did that did that just really happen? And then over time, it just kept happening to so many people that were coming over that people were going, "Did you get your hair pulled too? Or did you hear that? Or did you see this?" Where. I would have some friends that would just know, like if anything happens, like, oh, this is Audrey's apartment. This is just how it happened. And then I'd have some friends who were like, hell no, we'll come over for a barbecue. 
but as soon as it hits nighttime, we're out. Like we're not sleeping in your apartment anymore. Um, another thing that would happen is the doors in my kitchen, the kitchen cabinets would open and it would start with just like the salt and pepper shaker door was left open or just the cups cabinet door was left open. So I thought maybe it was my ex who did it, you know, just getting something to drink and not closing it. And I would constantly be yelling at him and then the next morning, like, how hard is it to close a cabinet door? Like, just keep the doors closed. And then one morning, um, I, I knew for sure I had closed all these damn cabinet doors. I, oh, I'm sorry. Can I cuss? <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyways, um, so I, I closed all the cabinet doors. I knew they were closed because I did it. And then the next morning, all of the stinking cabinet doors were open. No, like not one, not two, not three, every stinking cap down even. So we had like the bottom cabinets, a bar area, and then a roundabout cabinet on top for like cups and silverware, or I'm sorry, Tupperware and things like that. Every cabinet in the kitchen was open. And I remember standing there like, oh, oh, okay. I see this isn't, this is not human. This is something else. This is way different. Yeah, and the remember, kids wouldn't be able to do like way no, up high or anything no like that. Baby. Yeah, they were, my son was an infant and Jolene, she was a toddler just running around at my hip side. But no, they, and yeah, no. And I remember standing there looking at it, like, especially that morning, like, oh, okay. So this is definitely different. Um, it's definitely haunted. And we lived in the, the way these apartments were set up, they were more like townhouses. So it was like a two bedroom, a three bedroom and a four bedroom townhouses. They were all like smushed together, if that makes sense. So they were like yeah. blocks of different townhouse apartments. And I had a couple different neighbors tell me that they were having weird, suspicious things going on at their place. Um, I had one of my best, best friends. I've known her since I was 13. She lived across the apartments in her own little townhouse. And she was telling me about one night her she she was like pushed down like quietly like it's hard to explain um it's called sleep sleep paralysis where you're mm -hmm. like pushed down even though you, you there's not someone physically there pushing you down you don't see anybody but you can't move you can't talk you're trying to scream um she said she was trying to wake up her her husband who was there her ex-husband and she couldn't move and she was like like trying to scream and it just wouldn't come out and <sighs> she just got through telling me the story and i'm we're like going back and forth telling each other our own ghost stories in our apartment like maybe a couple weeks after that her telling me this story i wake up one night um to the so my bed was up like um it was along with my closet so like if i was laying down and i was staring at the walls the wall was my closet that makes sense Mm -hmm. okay so I was sleeping and I heard my hangers like dangling as if somebody had just um, ran like, their hand along yes the yes ran their hand along it and it was like clink 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 and so when I opened my eyes um and I don't know like something like that really you think would not wake you up but for whatever reason it did and I saw the hanger swing and mm -hmm. When you're asleep like that and you just wake up, it takes you a couple minutes to realize what you're looking at. So I was laying there staring at the hangers, like, is this, is this real? 
and it, it was definitely real. And out of the corner of my eye, I could see this old lady. <laughs> okay. <gasps> Side yeah. note, I used to um, tell my mom all the time about my blue boy's grandmother. Yeah. She was very mean. Like, I remember telling her all the time, like, he doesn't, she doesn't let us play together all the time anymore and uh-huh. stuff like that. Yeah, and oh my god, sure it's like a grumpy old grandma lady. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> she was standing at the end of my bed and out of the corner of my eye, like I I could see her as if I'm staring at my daughter right now. Like I could she wasn't mystical or see-through or she looked gray and scraggly, like there was like black pieces in her hair, but it was it was mostly gray. And she had really deep, sunken, dead eyes. Like you could, <sighs> and not dead like because she's a ghost. It was dead like she just looked miserable. She didn't look happy at all. She looked very angry. And I, yeah, at that point, and I'm not the kind of person who just will scream when I get scared. I get really quiet and I almost freeze. Like I, I don't know what to do. I just, I can't believe this is even happening. Yeah. And I remember doing the same thing that my friend had just told me about, about wanting to turn over and grab my ex-husband at the time, like, oh my God, like, do you see this lady? And I couldn't move. So I'm just staring at her, like tears are rolling down my face. I'm trying to (laughs) scream. My whole body's hot and I'm like sweating because I'm terrified. And I'm looking at the bottom of my bed at this psycho lady staring at me like I want to kill you (laughs) knowing damn well she's not really there and finally like it like it spews out of me and I start screaming and my ex jumped up turned the light on um and mind you we always sleep with the night light on always so it wasn't the the room wasn't extremely dark like there was a night light on I know what I saw I know it was there and the minute he turned the overhead light on to the bedroom she was gone Absolutely gone. Was she going through your closet looking for outfits or what was right? she doing? I hope not. She's like 150 years old. <laughs> She's all mad because they're not her size. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Wait, so did your ex believe this you know, at any point? Yeah. So he had his own little teeny tiny experience. Um, his... He did not believe anything we told him. He's so anti-ghost. Like, yeah. You're crazy. There's nothing there. Yeah. He's obviously still because we've been we can relate to some of these ghost stories now we're super into paranormal and haunted shows and things like this yeah um but he did have an experience whether he wants to admit it or not um my in the same room jolene and liam's room my son was sleeping in there and i think me and jolene were shopping there we weren't home and his dad had come over and the door was shut to the bedroom and he was sitting on the couch and his dad came in and they were sitting in the living room talking and you can hear the doorknob jiggle, 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 jiggle. And um, his dad says, oh, do you hear that? What is that? And my ex, I'm pretty sure is having his own experiences. He's just choosing to ignore them. So he might yeah. hear something, see something and he'd be like, oh, oh, that's the wind. Like, I don't, I don't know what that was, but this time he couldn't do that because his dad is going oh did you did you hear that and so of course he's like yeah i did and so his dad gets up and goes towards the door and he can see the the doorknob jiggling and um 
he was just like, oh yeah, that, that happened. Like that was crazy. But he still, to this day, will be like, oh, you girls are nuts. You're so dramatic. <laughs> yeah, crazy. And we might be a little dramatic, but it's real. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> Wait, so you guys ended up leaving. Um, yeah, we ended up coming up to the mountains. And so what did you, um, so the conclusion is there was an old lady and a little boy, yes. maybe. Oh, oh, the little boy. I saw the little boy too. So oh. I saw the old lady that night. She was like, no crazy hell she was doing to me that night, but it was really scary. But the little boy, blue boy, that one was a little more interesting because he didn't attack me at all. But, um, I had been sleeping obviously awake in the closet now now i'm sleeping by the bedroom door and um the weird thing too with spirits and you've probably heard this before is literally nothing could be happening and for whatever reason you just wake up it'll be 2 30 in the morning for whatever reason you can feel something staring at you and you wake up mm-hmm. and um so i woke up i have no idea what time it is it's really late and I, in the corner of my bedroom, I had a a window and like a ledge. And then in the corner, um, there was nothing in that corner. And then my dresser was on the opposite side. So the dresser almost casted a shadow at night in that corner because the nightlight I was using was, it was an old antique dresser and they had the lights already built into the dresser. So that was our nightlight. And in the corner, um, you could just see that it, there was more mass to the corner than just a shadow. Like you could see that it was dark. And I remember looking that way and it was like, you could see that there was an extra mass. It was just, um, it had more to it. And as I'm staring at it, the little, he was hunched down with his head on his uh, knees. And as I'm staring at him, he lifted his head up. No, God, this is all horror movie stuff right here. <laughs> I, it's that's why we like horror movies and things because people don't believe it. But most of these movies and shows and podcasts that people are so interested in, people who actually have dealt with these hauntings totally relate to those. So we're like, oh yeah, totally know what that feels like. Well, yeah, it's all based on something. Yeah, like it's. And people think like, oh, I don't like that scary stuff because it's just scary. Like, no, yeah, some of these scary things are actually happening. But anyway, so when I was looking at, I was, I saw the little boy, he looked up at me and he was almost startled that I saw him, that I was looking at him. So we both kind of looked at each other like, I can't believe I'm looking at you. And he was looking at me like, I can't believe you see me. And we just sat like that for a minute and... (laughs) Because I, at this time, I'm really tired. I was getting irritated with all the ghost things that were happening with the cabinet doors and doorknobs and waking up my kids and pulling my friend's hairs and nobody wants to hang out at my house with the zombies. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking at it and I go, no, I'm not, we're not doing this. I'm tired. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm not doing this. And I just went back to sleep. <laughs> it was just, I'm not doing it. And I went back to sleep and I never seen him again. He never... I never seen anything after that for him. Um, the with old lady, him, uh, with him being surprised by you, it could even be one of those situations where he he thinks you're the ghost. Like it could be. I've heard. I hear these stories sometimes, and there's a famous I movie. I've heard that too, that like a residual kind of, haunting thing. 
Well, where it's they're still living in their world and they're like, who is that lady that sleeps in the uh that's like in, that movie you know, grandma's bedroom? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Yes, exactly. I, I never want to say the movie because it's a spoiler, even though it's 20 years old. But yeah, know, there's a true. famous movie like that. Um, so I don't know. Uh, that's a really good, good. Uh, I never thought of it like that, too. Sharissa in North Carolina. Hello. How are you? I'm good, Ross. How are you? So good. I feel like you've got a lot of stories. I have a, I have a little bit. <laughs> well, where do we start? Uh, we can start, I guess, from when I was a kid in Hawaii. Okay. Okay. So in Hawaii, my mom and my stepdad, so my stepdad was military and we lived on like Oahu in a military base. And so I distinctly remember... I guess when you're military, sometimes you're on duty and stuff and the duty, you have to like work 24 hours. And I remember being in my room one night and uh, we lived in like these older, like military houses. And I remember hearing the door open downstairs when he, I guess, I guess he had come home and I figured out, I figured it was him because I heard like the military boots, like it has like a distinct sound of like walking and I, it sounded like him. And I heard it go from like the front door to like the kitchen and I heard like rattling and then I heard it come up the stairs slowly (laughs) and then yes and then when you got to the top of the stairs like directly across from the stairs was like my parents my you know my mom and my stepdad's room and immediately to the right was my little sister's room and her room would face like there's a window that would face out to like the outside of the house you could see like the carport and stuff down there and down the hall was my room and my little brother's room and I heard him come up the stairs and I heard him walking towards my room and then I heard it just like it stopped and then it sounded like he kind of did like a right face or whatever direction he went I don't know and go into I guess his room and I thought that was weird and I don't know why I decided to do this but I went out and I kind of like tiptoed over to my little sister's room, which faces outside. And I look down and he has like this really distinct purple truck. It's like a Chevy purple truck. And it wasn't there. Okay. How old are you? I am 30. No, I'm sorry. In the story. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) in the story. Oh my God. I was probably like, uh, I was probably eight, eight or nine. And you decided to tiptoe and investigate. I feel like I that's know. when you watch a horror movie and you're like, "Who? no one would go out there if they heard someone. Look, I'm probably that person. If you hear a noise, I'm like, hello, who's there? <laughs> wow, you are so much braver at eight than I am currently. Well, when I figured out that it wasn't his truck, I was like, oh, no. And I tried to quickly, quietly run back to my room, hide under the covers I don't know who that, like, I don't know if it was like a ghost or if my mom might have been doing something she wasn't supposed to be doing, but I'm assuming it was a ghost. <laughs> well, were there other things happening there? There were, there were a few things that happened. And see, I, I think what made it more significant is earlier that week, I remember we went to Pearl Harbor to like, I guess, do a 
visit and tour, I guess. And it's a very like ominous place, kind of like when you go to Ground Zero in New York. Mm-hmm. It is very ominous. And I don't know, like maybe something followed us home or what. But, um, you know, we've had that. I've had experiences where people have knocked on the door and nobody was there. And then, you know, I'm, I'm like nine years old. I answered it. I don't know who it is. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know who I let in. Oh, no. Yes. And then, you know, I've had experiences here in North Carolina, you know, at, you know, when I was in college, I went to UNC Pembroke and I used to work at like the little Starbucks they have there. And, oh my God, I remember it was like Labor Day weekend or something and we had to work overnight or not not overnight. It was to work night. And like, we closed at 10. I don't understand why, because nobody was there. And I remember we had to bring all our stuff back to like the main cafeteria and it was dark and there were some lights on and we were in the back of the cafeteria and there was like a little window that kind of, you could see out into the dining room. And I saw a man walking into the formal dining room where like the chancellors and stuff eat. And it didn't register me until we left that he didn't have a bottom half. Oh no. Yes. Where was the bottom half? I have no idea. Probably in the chancellor's dining room. He just left it. He's like, I don't need these legs. He's like, I don't, yeah. He's like, I just need the top half to eat. (laughs) Oh my God. Wait, but was, did he look see-through and ghosty from the top half up? Yeah, he looked kind of like this pale guy and I didn't, and I guess because it was dark, it didn't really register with me that it was a ghost. Until I realized, like, that nobody should be there right now. Oh, no. Yes. Had other people seen things like that around there? Yes, and it's insane. Like, so Pembroke is, like, in a town where the majority of the people there are Lumbee Indians. So there's, like, a lot of, like, ghosty stuff that happens there. And, I mean, I that's the only thing I've experienced in, in Pembroke as far as I can remember. But, um, you know, I've had a lot of other, like, experiences as well. Like, just all around. I don't know why. Like, I feel like I'm kind of like I want to see it. But then when I see it, I don't believe it until after the fact. So, okay. Tell me about these premonitions. Oh, my God. Okay. So, my mom, she's this, like, four foot eleven Filipino firecracker of a lady. And she would always tell me growing up, mm, I'm psychic, uh, Charissa, I am psychic, blah, 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 I can do this, I can do that, I can never predict, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so, <laughs> like, she, you know, she would always, like, she predicted that one of my friends uh, would get pregnant and then have a baby at, like, this, like, sometime when we were in high school, and it happened. And so, <laughs> she was like, yeah, you have the gift, though. You have it. You just need to uh, concentrate. And I'm like, you know, whatever, mom. I don't, I don't know. I don't really believe you. And I've just noticed a lot here in the last like couple of years that I have seen, I I can predict things and I I chalk it up as like, when it happens, when I think it, I'm like, no, that's stupid. Why would I think that? And then it happens. So like an example is a, I was out of work one day and I came back the next day and uh, I saw the elevator had an out of order sign. And immediately in my head, I was like, Diana was in there and she got stuck and it fell. And I was like, that's horrible. Why would I think that about her? <laughs> it's so mean. And so then I got to my desk and I'm like, typing blah, da, 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 da. 
and Diana comes in and she's like, Sharissa, you missed it yesterday. I would got, I was in the elevator. Did you see you had an order sign? I was like, yeah. She's like, I got in there and I got stuck and it fell. Weird. Yes. It was so weird. And then this other time, um, this really significant time, I remember I was, um, in my living room and I was just like, I was kind of just chilling on the couch, you know, it was a long day. And, the kids are like doing their own thing and I'm sitting there and I'm like, just like, oh, whatever. And I feel like a finger or a cockroach or something like brush. <laughs> I don't know which one neck. is more terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either, but like it was significant enough to where I could feel my hair move. And like, it, it like it honestly, it just felt like it's like you had that chill come over you. And like, it felt like legit somebody touched me with their finger and it, like right under my ear, like on my neck. And oh. I jumped up like banging my neck like who was that oh my god and my phone fell out of my lap and as soon as my phone fell I got a message from my auntie and she was like trying to text me and she's like Isha something happened with your mom you need to go to the hospital so I go to the hospital and apparently my mom and my other auntie got a little tipsy and uh, they got into a little argument and the other auntie kind of went like I rate her. My mom feels like a demon might have over her. And the, and like my auntie like bit my mom's finger. What? Yes. And she needed to get stitches and stuff, but like there was a lot of blood and they had to give her, I think like a shot or something, but yeah, like they got into it. And like my mom was trying to like fight her off. And then she like bit her finger like super hard. Whoa. So how do you explain your, you know, premonition or whatever that is? Like, what do you, what do you think? I mean, I, don't, I feel like, so like my mom's always like, yeah, you're psychic, you're psychic. And I'm like, I just like, I'm like, I don't think so. And I've had like psychic readings done and I've had like tarot card readings and every one of those people have told me that they can tell I'm a sensitive. And I'm like, is this like a gimmick that y'all tell everybody? Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's what they always like, tell me too. But I'm just like, yeah, I don't see, know if they you, tell everyone, but I'm also like, I, I think they can tell that I'm not that I'm not as good as them because then they'd be afraid I would take all their business. So right. I feel like they're just like, you got some skills, but you're not that good at it. Absolutely. Like they're like, oh, yeah, you're, you know, you're sensitive. And, if, you know, you allow me to work with you. We can probably step into it more. And I'm like, no, I don't got time for that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Whatever happens, happens. I know. I've got like. Uh, I have Rosetta Stone over here. I'm trying to learn, work on my Spanish. I've got, I've got guitars in this house that. that I don't know how to play. Like I got other yes. things to worry about right now that, that I'm, I'm not, wor- I'm not trying to figure out how to predict the future right now. <laughs> yes. Like I just, I don't have, I got too much going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Well, Hey, can I uh, play you a ghost voice? Yes. Is this an EVP or ED, please? Yes, you know it. Yes! I'm so excited. It's time for EVPs or EV, please. Yes. I hear, I feel like I hear an EVP behind you. It's it's my son. He's three and he has, we actually, he just actually got diagnosed with autism, but um, he loves shouting and watching things on repeat. I'm telling you, I have, he watches Hamilton 
Oh, yeah, he loves him. He see, he loves the girls in Hamilton, the Skyler sisters. Like he'll watch uh, was Eliza. She'll, he'll watch her over and over again. And I'm like, okay, ladies, man. Oh, cute. He's well, adorable. I hopefully you'll be able to hear this. Uh, this EVP I found. All right, I, I'll listen. Okay, I went to YouTube. I found this one. It was posted by PIT of CT, which I believe is Connecticut. And gotcha. um, it just says that it's at a client's house. So I, I'm assuming this is a paranormal investigation team in Connecticut. They're at a client's house. I will say that they did say in the description that this is what they think. You know, they said it sounds like it's saying this. So they're not like super set in stone. But what they think it sounds like will be the correct answer. So, I got you. all right. Tell me what you think this sounds like. All right. Here we go. Wait. Wait. Again? Oh my god. I know it's pretty quiet. Let me try it again. Something about my family? I don't know. Yeah. Okay, wait. That's okay. Hang on one second. Let me play it again. It's so weird because I heard something like that and then I didn't and then I played it again a couple of times and I heard something completely different and now I hear it again. Okay. So here's some options. Is okay. it A? Please don't record me. Is it B, feast or famine? Is it C, is that your family? Or D, this is real corny. All right, let me play it again. Okay. Is this your family? Is this your family? It's got to be that. That's what I think. Well, they said they think it sounds like, is that your family? But I think it sounds like, is this your family? Let me play it one more time. Yeah, here is. Okay. I mean, I hear she sounds, that. She sounds really like, she's like, is this your family? Like, so rude. I know. She's like, this is your family? Really? Like, okay. sorry. She's <laughs> <laughs> probably talking about my kids right now. She's like, is this your family? Seriously? Oh. Be loud. <laughs> oh, just like a really uh, bitchy Connecticut lady. <laughs> no, just so stuck up. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Well, um, Charissa, yes. this is great. Thank you so it much. Was. I'm so happy I got to do this. Yes. Thank you so much to Casey, Bree, Audrey, Jolene, and Charissa. And as always, if you want to hear a little bit more, you can hear some from Bree and Charissa at patreon.com slash on my second tier. Guys, it's Halloween time, so please tell everyone you know. Please post about the show. I want this show to be all over people's ears this Halloween season. So I love an Instagram story. I love a tweet. I love just, you know, telling your coworker or your friend. I appreciate it so much when you guys um, tell people about this little old show I work on all year round. So thank you, guys. You're always so supportive. If you want to see me live in L.A., you can see me October 29th at Casita Del Campo. There's tickets in the description of this episode. Also, follow me on Instagram at Roz Hernandez. I am on Cameo at Roz Dresfalez. I have the Facebook group called Ghosted by Roz Dresfalez. And if you would, please 
Rate the show five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you rate a show five stars and write a nice little review or you could leave a ghost story there and a five-star review. Maybe I'll even read it on the show. (sighs) Guys, we're back next week with one of my favorite people, Michelle Bellinger. We have got a two-part conversation coming up with her and Michelle is... I mean, go back and listen to the first time Michelle was on a couple months ago if you haven't heard it. But Michelle is just a wealth of knowledge. And we really get into the occult and its relationship to the paranormal. So look out for that. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! Scarpins Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.